Good morning, church. Today, it is my privilege to introduce to you David Ring. Uh, David has been communicating the gospel and the word of God for decades. In fact, I was a teenager when I first heard David uh, share his story and share what God had done in him and through him. And it is still imprinted on my heart and in my mind, and it has changed my life. And today, I'm excited for you to hear his story. Would you put your hands together and welcome David Ring to the stage? Thank you so much. It's a joy to be able to be in Oklahoma. I, I've been doing this for 43 years. I know I don't look that old, <laughs> do I? Therefore, I started when I was two. But I've been all over this country. I, I, I've spoken in every state of the United States. I live in Nashville, Tennessee, and, but I love Oklahoma. I love Oklahoma people. Do you know that? Uh, in fact, in fact, do you know Oklahoma is my all-favorite state to come to? Let me do it one more time. Oklahoma is my favorite state to come to. Now, when I go to Alabama, I'd say Alabama is my favorite state. But I'm all thing to all people. Uh, and I have literally learned whatever state I'm in, I'm content. Duh. How many of you know by now, I have a speech impediment. <laughs> I forgot I'm in Oklahoma. <laughs> Everybody had a speech impediment <laughs> in Oklahoma. If you don't believe me, go down to Walmart. Every time I go to Walmart in, in Oklahoma, I, I feel like I'm in an assembly of God's church. Everybody is speaking unknown tongues. <laughs> Somebody asked me, David, are you Baptist? Yep, I am. David, do you speak in tongues? Yep, I do. Do you speak in unknown tongues? Yeah. Absolutely. Every time I open my mouth, they are unknown to many people. Duh. But I love you. I thank God for you. Take the Bible today. Tell me into the book of Revelation, the book of Revelation, chapter 12. Today, I want to speak to you for a moment uh, on uh, how do we overcome? How do you get beyond your paths? How do we go to the next level with God? How can we overcome? You say, by looking at you, you have a lot to overcome. I do. I, I was born dead for 18 minutes. And that's why 
I outsweep policy. But, but I still have a lot to overcome daily. Every time I get up, I put on my butt down shirt. But it takes me about 45 minutes to put on my shirt. Because burdens and sweep policy don't go together. <laughs> Amen? Uh, and, and these Bethlehem Bill, uh, they, I despise the Bethlehem. And the Bethlehem under the knot of my collar, uh, that under the knot of my tie, that Bethlehem is from the pit of hell. <laughs> and I do have authority to say that. Because every time I attack the top button, it put me in the flesh every day. But how can somebody with a speech impediment been doing it for 43 years, and, and how can 43 years lead that guy to speak in over 7,000? Six hundred children. Even though you don't have CP, and maybe you do, but many of you don't. Most of you don't. But but I guarantee you, you got something in your life. You you are begging on the inside. I need to overcome it. Nobody knows about this. But I need to overcome something in my life. Well, the Bible says, Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and, and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their life until death. They, they overcame him, overcame the devil by the blood of the lamb and by the word, word of the testimony. Therefore, we need two things to overcome. Number one, we need the, we need the blood of the lamb. Amen? There was power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the lamb. The Bible says, Without the shedding of blood, there will be no forgiveness of sin. Jesus died for you and me, so he shed blood that we can be forgiven. Number two, so we can overcome whatever we got to overcome. The, Jesus did that. Number two, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Every one of you have a story. You don't have my story, I don't have your story, but we all have a story, don't we? And, and, and I found out in my life, the more I tell my story, the more I overcome. Now, please, let that sink in. The more you tell your story, the more you overcome. 
Amen. You say, well, preacher, I, it is impossible to tell my story. Why? Well, I, yeah, I've been through, so, I've been, my story is too long. No, it's not. Your story is three words. May I tell you your story, may I? I am blessed. You say, preacher, you don't know where I've been. No, I don't. But I know more than for sure you are blessed. You say, well, I'm going through hell in my life today. Well, you might be going through hell, but you are going through hell blessed. Duh. So let's say our story together, may we? I am blessed. Say it again. Louder. Oh, much louder. The next, therefore, the next time somebody come up to you and and say, how are you? Just say, I'm blessed. And leave out all the other details. <laughs> they don't give a whip. <laughs> Believe me, I know what I'm talking uh, I'm so afraid to add church members. Uh, uh, how they doing, number one. I'm afraid they're going to tell me, number two. I don't want to know. <laughs> How you doing, my oh my bad killing me. How you doing, Joe? I don't think I'm gonna make it. That that's pitiful, eh? Every little pain we go through in life, we'd say, Whoa, it's me, whoa, it's me, whoa, it's my feet, whoa, it's my leg, whoa, it's my back, whoa, it's my head, oh get over it. <laughs> <coughs> Take a number and get in line. <laughs> Amen? So many people think I have a handicap. No, I don't. I have a platform to tell my story, which is I... Some people think I have a disability. I don't have a disability. I have a... Uh, platform to tell my story, which is I am blood. Some people think I have a problem. I don't. I don't have a problem. I, I have a blessing to share a, a opportunity, not a problem, but an opportunity to tell my story, which is I am but some people think, I have a burden. I don't have a burden. I have a blessing to share my story. Let me tell you something. Sweeper policy is not a punishment. Sweeper policy is a blessing. May I prove it? May I? 
I'm the only man alive, been to four children, and never changed one diaper. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> I remember when my wife brought Evan, our baby, she will give me one every now and then and say, he'll go change the, the, the double. I'd say, no, me, I have sleep palsy. <laughs> and she was dumb enough to believe it. <laughs> My wife knew if I changed the, the, the double, it'd be all over the wall. <laughs> now, don't you wish you have sleep palsy? Duh. <laughs> Look at my life for a moment. Born there for 18 minutes. Jonesville, Arkansas. The oxygen was cut off from the brain. And therefore, when I came out, I was a stillborn baby, I was a blue baby, I was a dead baby. And then literally took my dead body and put it on the a table against the wall, and I lay on the table for 18 minutes because my mama, our mom died, I delivered me. The mama more important than the dead baby. And I lay on the table for 18 minutes. 18 minutes is a long time. I'm not supposed to be here today. I'm supposed to be a vegetable. But thank God, I'm not a vegetable. You know why? Because it's not over until God say it's over. What the devil means for, what the devil mean for evil, God means for good. And, and remember this today, that God always had another plan for the dead baby. When I was 11 years old, a little boy, my daddy, got sick two weeks later. My daddy, was, my daddy died. Well, I'm the baby of the family. I, I'm the baby of eight. I'm not only the baby, but I'm a eight number one mama baby boy. <laughs> you can tell by looking at me, I'm a mama boy, but I got that mama baby face. <laughs> you know, the face only a mom can love. <laughs> You've been there too, huh? <laughs> boy, some of you look like you've been beaten with the ugly stick. <laughs> you know what I mean? U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi, you ugly. You might be bled, but you're still ugly. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> but being a special needs, guys like that, my mama overcompensated for everything in my life. My, my mom fed me uh, because every time I put food, uh, food on the spoon on fork, it fell off before I get to my mouth. Therefore, my mama fed me. My mama talked for me. 
because my old mama, people can't understand me, and therefore my mama picked up the slack. My mama did everything for me. Life was wonderful <laughs> until the age of 14. My mom got sick. She went in the hospital. I had the operation on the neck. The day before Monday, day, 1968. Two, two months later, the doctor came to my family and said, you remember the love we removed from your mom, Brad, four years ago? Well, it came back, it came back in the neck and your mama's gonna die. Your mama had only six months to live. I, I thought, oh, no, 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 my mama, they, they don't know my mama. My mama not gonna die. My mama told me every single day, David, I will never abandon you. I will never leave you. You can always count. Oh, mama, I, I, I will always be there. My mama can die, mama, because my mama is the only one that loves me. That's the way I am. My mama can die on me, can she? But October 16th, 1968, my mama took a last breath two weeks before my 15th birthday. When my mama died, I died. I did not know who to believe. My mama lied to me. I thought my mama was my best friend. Why would she lie to me? Because she told me I will never uh, abandon you. But yet she did. And I, I didn't want to live anymore. My hope was gone. My, my, my uh, future is gone. My old life going down the tube because my mama is dead. And the sister that I went to live with, my biological sister, 14, 14 years older than I, she molested me for two years and tell me sick stuff like, my, I told my mom I'm going to do this to you. Mama wanted me to take care of you. That's sick on anybody's playing field. And what's sicker than that, my sister came to church every time the door opened, and everybody in the church thought my sister was a saint. Well, I have a different description to her. My sister ain't nothing but a saint. My sister stole my identity, stole my innocence, and, and my friend, I attempted suicide every other day for two years. Why did God spare my life? Because it's not over until God say it's over. God had another plan for me. I sure wish he would let me in on it a long time before he did. And, and, and one night, I knew my sister 
were coming into my bedroom. Therefore, I left and I woke up to block and drip church and they were having a revival i walked in the church and when i walked in the door and when i walked in the church i believe god looked over the balcony of glory and said yep you wrong time i've been watching you uh, uh, i knew you were coming angel angel come over here see that a uh, 16-year-old boy, he is so lonely. He wants to die, angel, stick around. Uh, the boy don't know it yet, but I'm about ready to turn his life upside down. I'm about ready to change his life. And angel, you probably need to strike up the band. Because baby boy is going to be born at the altar tonight. And praise God, praise God, praise God, April 17, 1970, at 8.45 p.m. Central Standard Time. I became a child of God. I, I became a somebody. God, God gave me life and gave it to me more abundantly. God took away my loneliness, gave me happiness. God took away my soul and gave me joy unspeakable and full of glory. Look at me, people. I still walk with a limb. I still talk funny. But all the joy that floods my soul because Jesus touched me and made me whole. Oh, I'm not in the same anymore. I've been changed by the power of God. I've been touched by the old time religion. People look at me. I still have cerebral palsy. But thank God, cerebral palsy don't want me. I overcame it. I overcame it by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of my testimony, which is I am blessed. People come up to me and say, David, don't you want to be normal? I look at them and I say, what's normal? You think you're normal? <laughs> you got a long way to go, buddy. And some of you not gonna make it, amen. <laughs> and, and so many people come up to me and say, David, do you believe in divine healing? Yep. Do you believe God can heal you of cerebral palsy? Yep. But if we don't, hallelujah anyway. And by the way, if God does heal me physically, who is he going to make me look like? You? <laughs> Forget it. I take what I have any day over that. But, but God normally changed my life. God changed my attitude so much. The high school, the public 
high school that I was going to, they saw such a change in my attitude, they had to call an art school assembly and they wanted me to tell the student body what happened to me. 1,400 students. And I got on stage, I said, Young people, I went to an old-fashioned revival. God changed my life. I don't want to stand it, but I don't want to die. I don't want to die anymore because I found someone worth living for. Number two, I found out I'm worth dying for. That will change anybody's life. You were dying for. God so loved you. He gave a baby boy because you, you, you are, you, you, uh, you were worth, worth that. And number three, I found, well, I'm not okay, but that's okay. God loved me anyway. And you know what? They did, they voted me to be the most popular boy and that's still the money. Pretty good, huh? They, they voted me to be ministered good spirit. They voted me to be the vice president of my class. I, I even beat out a good-looking cheerleader. <laughs> and I got the yearbook to prove it. I won. I won by a landslide. I'm the only man you know that been out of school over 45 years that still got the yearbook on the coffee table. <laughs> they, wanted to put, they wanted to put it up in the attic. I said, no, leave it on the coffee table. Huh? I'm on every other page. Leave it on the coffee table. They did not know that number one job for a vice president to do is to pick out pigeons to go into the yearbook. <laughs> That's why I'm on every other page. <laughs> and, and, and people, they voted me to be the football, basketball, and track manager. I believe with all my heart, God began giving back to me what the devil stole from me. I learned, I learned three principles being a manager of a sport team. Number one, I learned if, if I didn't do my job as a manager, nobody else could do their job. Number two, I, uh, I found uh, uh, that uh, it takes all people to make a good team, everybody, even the lowly manager. And number three, I found out that I could never be a quarterback. But I could always help somebody to be the best quarterback in the nation. Wow, you mean to tell me I get to be a part of the big picture? And, and, and church, yeah, 
let me ask you, what will happen to the church today if we adopt those three principles? Number one, if you do not do what God calls you to do in the life of the church, nobody can do what they need to do well. Number two, it takes everybody to, uh, to be a church. Number three, God not call you to preach. God not call you to sing. But God did give you, at the day of salvation, God gave you the ministry of encouragement. Everybody can encourage somebody. Church, listen, it's time to get out of the stands and get on the playing field. It's time to get in the game. It's time to get the lead out and put the Lord in. It's time to get off your blessed assurance. You're welcome. It's time to do what God called you to do in the life of a church. Yeah, they told me I would never, I would never be a preacher, but I am. Preachers told me, David, you won't ever make it. I, I only been doing for the three years. I may not make it. <laughs> they said. Nobody will invite you to speak at your church. But, but I told you I spoke in over 7,600 different churches throughout America. And all I got to say to the bunch of preachers, all I got to say to them, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Wonder what they're doing now. Amen. Uh, and so many people ask me, what helped you in doing what God called you to do? I did not quit. It's not how many times you fall down, it's how many times you get back up. And I feel like I'm a champion today because I go up one more time than I fell down. It's not what you are on the outside. It's everything you are on the inside. And that's the only thing I do for a living. Do you know that? I'm not only church staff. I go to church normally on a level, but not this church. Um, but, but normally, people give me a level. I'm having the time of my life. You know, do you know I could be on welfare? I could be on total disability. You could be paying my way whether you want to or not. <laughs> Duh. They told me I would never finish college, but I did. I climbed four years of college in the five. <laughs> Slow, too, huh? <laughs> they said, David, you won't ever be, you won't ever 
what a bicycle boy do without training wheels. You know why I do it? I got one. And, and, and one day I, I found a bicycle in my yard. I pulled, I pulled up the bicycle. I got my leg over it. I going down my hill, I'd say to myself, self, don't let me down. <laughs> and you know what? I never did fall down. They told me I would, they told me I, I would never do it God, but I do. They told me I would never find a wife. No, my own family told me that. They said, no woman will love you. Why not? You're not good enough to be loved. You won't ever find a wife. No woman will love you. But thank God, September 5, 1981, God had another plan for me. I, I stood down at the footsteps of St. Charles. I, I, I saw the double door open and I saw a beautiful bride walking down the aisle and I right down. She was beaming from ill to ill. She was dynamite. <laughs> I've been crippled in the body. But my eyes are okay. <laughs> uh, and I said, I do. She said, I do. And we did. <laughs> and we've been doing it for 34 years. <laughs> Ain't got good. 34 years. They told me I would never be a daddy. My own daughter said, David, you won't ever produce children five weeks after the wedding. My wife called me up on the wall and said, Babe, I went to the doctor today and I'm pregnant. And I said the most stupid thing a husband can say to a wife. How could that be? Mom will pick up on that and say, I don't know, tell me, big boy. <laughs> Every time I look at my wife, she got pregnant. <laughs> After the fourth one, I go around with my house. <laughs> Baby, I love you, but I'm not looking at you. <laughs> April day is 31, 34 years old. She got two boys and one girl. Therefore, I'm a poppy. I'm too young to be a grandpa. You don't say the G word in my house. I'm a poppy. Uh, Ashley Don is 31 year old. Memory uh, about six years and no children yet. Named them my boy, my only boy, thank God. <laughs> a 28 year old, my Nathan is single. Nathan is available. <laughs> and I will pay, 
I will be take an application <laughs> at the point. Duh, if you want my boy, you can have my boy. <laughs> the younger, yeah, Amy Joy. Amy Joy is 26 years old. Amy graduated from high school in May of 2008 only by the grace of God. <laughs> Amy, uh, Amy either going to put me in the grave or in a mental ward. I thought cerebral palsy was tough to live with until she came along. <laughs> she looked at me one day and said, Well, Daddy, I did not answer before. I said, Yeah, you better thank God, because if you did answer before, I would say no. Can I get a witness? <laughs> You've been there too, huh? I'm a graduate from Belmont University in Nashville with a 3.5 GPA. And she is a registered nurse at St. Thomas. A hospital. I woke up to, uh, one day, I put my arm around her. I'd say, Amy, I'm so glad you going in the field of nursing because you're going to take care of elderly people and sick people. I'm getting old. I'm moving with you. <laughs> and by the time I'm in with you, I'm going to have the will to pin. And you got to change me throughout the day. And by the way, Amy, do you remember the four hellish years? You were a pain in the neck in high school. I only say neck because I'm a preacher. <laughs> but look at me. I think the guy preacher on my family. April is in the green. Go ahead. Go ahead. Rejoice. April is the older in the green. The lady next to her is my wife. And let me tell you this, we are only seven years apart. I know she looks younger than a daughter. <laughs> and, and the uh, last one is Ashley. And gets in the wall blue. Amy Joy, look at me. That picture tell me uh, anybody can look good if you fake it. <laughs> Duh. Every time I look at my family, all I can say to God be the glory. Great thing he had done.
God had another plan for the dead, baby. And I'm here to tell you, if you're going through a storm, if you're going through a hell, if you're going through anybody, anything, hang on, my child, because joy comes in the morning. That's coming November. They are working on a movie uh, in Hollywood. They're watching the uh, play strip. And the name of the movie is The Boy Born Dead. And that movie going to be about my life. I'm going to be in theaters all over America. Cool stuff. Can you imagine me seeing me on the big screen? <laughs> Duh. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but look at me. I thank God every day for the death of my mom because my mama did not die. My four children would not be born. If my mama did not die, I would never be able to Find a wife, beautiful wife, and my mama did not die. I will never answer the call to preach, but I'm so thankful today that God loved me so He had to work out all the details. I have a book, the name of the book, The Boy Born Dead. The movie going to be taken from the book. And I want everybody to go by the book. Today, in the point, I, I will sign your book. And after the movie come out, you can sell the book on eBay. <laughs> and you, you can make a boatload of money. And if I were you, I would buy two books. <laughs> Duh! <laughs> but look at me. It would be so easier for me to stamp the book, but I won't do all to go at the book because it might take me a little bit longer. But I love people who, who, who support what I do, and I thank you, and, 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 and the book is 20, and we have a t-shirt. We do. I, I designed, which said, I am blessed. <laughs> Look at each letter. Each letter is broken. I done that on purpose because we are broken. But in our brokenness, we are blessed. And they be on the table for twenty dollars. But if you buy them both, uh, 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 you can get them for thirty dollars. And when you get them. Both of them, we will give you 
a free DVD, quality DVD, absolutely free. Let me ask you something. What are you doing with your life today? Are you making a difference? Can you do any more? Oh, uh, can you go any further? I like to come up to me and she said, David, this morning, this morning, I walked in the church today, discovered with no hope. You just put hope in my life. And I praise God. And people, I want to tell you uh, to hang on uh, because joy coming in the morning. I have sweep party. Now, What's your problem? What are you doing for the kingdom of God today? If God can use me, if God can use me, God can use anybody. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. I'm begging you today to make yourself more available to God. And I guarantee you, on the other side, you can say, I had hope to keep me going. Both Jesus that for me and you. Why can't we give him everything? What will, what will you say? What will you say to God on Judgment Day? God gonna ask you, what do you do with what I gave you according to your ability. Folks, take a long look. If I can make it, surely you can. God won't use the pain you have gone through to touch other people. I love you. God bless you. Why don't you go ahead and have a seat for a moment. 
Here in just a, a little bit, we're going to have a, a time of response, a time for you to uh, think about what we've heard today and respond to, to you know, God's goodness and his graciousness. And I, you know, I think the reason why David's story resonates with all of this is because you know, all of us were born dead spiritually, right? And God raised us back to life through Jesus. And just like David, all of us were born broken, and yet he chooses to and can still use us. And so, you know, the Bible tells us that, that we're more than conquerors, that we're overcomers through Christ, and that it, there's nothing, right? Neither height nor depth, the future, the past, nothing can separate us from the love of God. And so we, we rejoice in that. And it's because of that that we are overcomers and that we are more than conquerors. So let me pray for us. Father, thank you for uh, your word and for uh, what you've done in David's life, Lord, and how you've used him. And uh, man, Lord, I know his story hits home with all of us. Uh, we just thank you, Lord, for the work that's been done on the cross for us, that uh, because of Jesus's death and burial and resurrection, we can be more than conquerors, that we are overcomers in all these things in life, Lord. And uh, we just praise you and we tell you thank you for them. And, Lord, I can't help but think in a, in a room this size, there are people who, who today can't say that they're conquering, Lord, and they can't say that they're overcoming. Um, in fact, I think they'd probably say they're losing right now, that, that the, the trials of this life are beating them down, and that they need a Savior to rescue them. And so if that's you, and you're sitting right here today, let me just lead you in a prayer. And if you want to give your life to Jesus, to make him Lord of your life and, and to let him overcome the trials of this world with you. And just, you can say this prayer with me. The prayer is not magic. It doesn't save you. It's the faith and trust you put in Jesus Christ that saves you. Let me encourage all of you that are here today that are believers already to pray this prayer out loud as well as an encouragement to those around you who may not know the Lord. And so today we say, dear Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. Jesus, I ask you to forgive me my sin. Come into my life to be my Lord, to be my Savior. Jesus, I turn my back on my old way of life, and I put my faith and trust in you alone to save me. Thank you, Jesus, for the gift of salvation. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, and we all say amen. Why don't you go ahead and stand up and let's...